Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling along, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Orlovsky in 30 minutes on the Goodyear Hotline. Busy we are. Championship game tonight. Gonzaga Baylor. We opened with that talking about how the shot Saturday night just gives it a level of juice that I'm not sure it otherwise would have had. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Gonzaga's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The women's game last night was great. The women's the weekend was unbelievable. I thought all three games in the Final Four were fascinating. Masters week is my favorite week of the year. I, I'll just say this quickly ahead of time. Thursday and Friday, just you're not going to get me. Like, if you need me, just you're out of luck. I'll be here till noon as I am every day, and then I will be back in the morning. (laughs) And between those things, you're not getting a hold of me because I will be glued to watching as much of the golf as I possibly can. It is my favorite sporting event of the year every single year, and I'm really looking forward to it and a ton of draft conversation. So all that has been on the table so far this morning, but we haven't gotten to this. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? A.A. Ron, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packer legend, who will be the longest tenured player in Packers history after this season. Let me say that again. After he plays this season, Aaron Rodgers will have played longer in a Packer uniform than any in history. Longer than everything from Willie Davis to to Bart Starr to Brett Favre to anybody else you perceive to have been there forever. Nitschke, none of those guys. Will have played as long in Green Bay as Aaron Rodgers, but will it be his last year? And if it is, whose decision is that? Who's deciding that? Is it the team or is it him? I can't get a straight answer. I ask that question to everybody, and I can't get a straight answer. So the I'm sorry what here comes from a conversation that Rodgers had with our Kenny Maine. Now, Rodgers, as you know, is hosting Jeopardy this week and next. But to be clear, those were taped some time ago. That's not live. He's not doing that today. So Kenny did an interview with Rogers the other day to promote the Jeopardy and, of course, got to talk about all the football. So you're going to see Rogers uh, doing Jeopardy tonight, this week, and next week. And from everything I've heard, he's unbelievably good at it, which, again, aggravates me no end. I hate it when people are that good at more than one thing. Like, if Michael Jordan genuinely had been good enough at golf to go on the PGA Tour, good enough at baseball to make the majors, that would have seemed unfair. Let the rest of us be good at something. And Tom Brady is not only the best quarterback ever, but he's better at social media than anyone you know. Rodgers is about to be a great game show host. Now, that one cuts pretty close. <laughs> that one cuts me to the quick, if you will. But I digress. Anyway, the point of it is, this was the exchange between Rodgers and... And Kenny Maine talking about Aaron's future in Green Bay. You know, these things are just out of my control. Um, the team has uh, obviously the power to do what they what they want. My job is just to play as well as I can. Well, when you say things like that, then things get misinterpreted. Wouldn't you like to just proclaim, I'm there, I'm your guy. I, I want to keep throwing for Lombardi Avenue all day. <laughs> Ken, you and I both know that's not how it works. I'm sorry, what? Uh, 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 we both know that's how it works, not how it works. It can be how it works. It has worked that way. I'm fascinated by this. Yes, we all know about all the legendary quarterbacks who change teams, and each one has his own individual story. So let's go through the most recent ones. Tom Brady is the most recent one, the most recent legendary quarterback to change teams. That was clearly his decision. 
Brady saw the cupboard was bare or he would had had enough of Belichick or whatever else might have gone into it. But I think it is abundantly clear Tom Brady wanted to go play somewhere else. So that's that. The legend who changed teams before him is Peyton Manning. That was another unique circumstance. The Colts weren't looking for a new quarterback. And then Peyton Manning suffered an injury to his neck that A, kept him out for an entire season, and B, made a lot of people question whether he'd ever play again. And they found themselves in the unique situation where they had the first pick in a draft that had Andrew Luck in it. And Andrew Luck was more highly touted coming out of Stanford than, than Trevor Lawrence is coming out of Clemson now. So the Colts basically had no choice but to take luck at that time and to move on from Manning. Manning becomes a free agent, goes on a tour, goes to Denver. The rest is history. Wins an MVP, makes two Super Bowls, and wins one. You know that story. You know that history. Brett Favre is the previous legend. Brett Favre hints day after day after day about wanting to retire. Because Brett, I think really more than anything, just wanted to hear people say, oh, no, please. Whatever you do, Brett, don't retire. We need you. We love you. But the Packer front office, historically, they're not, please don't do anything we love you kind of people. And so he didn't hear that. What did they do? They drafted his replacement. (laughs) They drafted Aaron Rodgers. And from that moment forward, the clock was ticking on Favre in Green Bay, just as it is on Rodgers now. And he winds up with the Jets, and then he winds up with the Vikings, and you know all the way how that worked. And you can go back to Montana not finishing as a 49er and all the rest of these things that have happened. Each one has its own individual story. What I can't make up my mind right now is, does Rodgers want out because he's just enraged at the way they traded up last year to take Jordan Love and he wants to go win somewhere else out of spite? Or is it the Packers who genuinely have a plan to replace him after this coming year when they can do so financially easily and go with a young quarterback on a rookie contract. I don't think this is the situation that can be a little bit of both because they both hold the cards each individually. And the more I hear about it and the more I pay attention to it, the more I think it's actually the Packers that want to move on from him. And I find that the most astonishing thing in the world. But it does seem to be the case. And if so, and that's what they want to do, then that's what they're going to do. And so, again, it looks like 16 years will be it for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, whether it makes sense to you or me or anybody else. It's time for some straight talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth, good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Speaking of I'm sorry, what? I just need to revisit a story that we had Friday because I never got to it. And I don't know how much attention this got everywhere, but it certainly captured mine. Hashtag Bubba, you turn on a microphone. Bubba, you've worked with me how many years now? How, how, for how long have you and I been together? About 11 years. 11 so? years. Yeah. You know me well. You know me well. Would you characterize me as physically tough? That I would not. You would not. You would not describe me as physically tough. Where, where, would, you, where would you rank on a scale of 1 to 10 my pain tolerance? Hmm. You know, maybe about a... 
minus three. Okay, minus three, and even that is probably being generous. Fair enough. And how about on the squeamish level? How would you would you qualify me oh, as wow. highly squeamish? Oh yeah. So so here Way is a story. On that level. Here is a story that literally has all the makings. Everything came together as one. And I apologize in advance if I'm mispronouncing this man's name. But Ketag Pliev is a fighter. He was fighting in an event put on by Cage Fury Fighting Championship, an MMA, an MMA fight. And it was a fight that aired on UFC Fight Pass. And that fight was stopped. Bob, are you aware of why they stopped that fight? They stopped the fight when the referee noticed that Pliev was missing his left ring finger. His left ring finger came off during the fight. For several minutes, those in the venue were searching for the stray digit. I'm reading this right off the thing. The event promoter said that officials looked all around the cage and there was even an announcement over the PA system asking people to look for it inside the arena. They can't find it? His finger came off and they couldn't find it. Let me make this 100% clear. He had the finger when the fight started. So fight starts, finger. Fight's going on, no finger. All of a sudden we're fingerless. And they're searching. That could you imagine this announcement, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, we are missing a finger. If everyone could just please check the area immediately around you, we're we're missing one of the fighters' fingers. It seems to have come off during this fight. And if you find it, we would like it. Re- we would like it returned. Apparently, it was ultimately discovered that the finger had come off and was lodged inside the glove. So it was actually lodged inside his glove, but in such a way that obviously he couldn't feel it because if they're looking for the finger, he could have said, no, it's actually here inside my glove. But he himself does not realize his missing finger is in the glove. So, Bubba, how would you describe the likelihood that I might be in some sort of competition in which I lose a finger... And just continue on until the referee has to tell me to stop. Continue on. Continued on. You would just walk out and, I mean, immediately, yeah, crawl out and immediately just go right to the hospital. And, And, I mean, I I can't even begin to describe this. I find it the most astonishing story of all the things that we've had here this year, Bubba. I would put this at the top of the list. That's, it's pretty unbelievable. It's in the glove. I in the glove. I expect it to be in the glove. It was in the glove. I mean, it's like sometimes a baseball player makes a catch and doesn't realize he has the ball in his glove, and it's sort of like that, except this time it's the guy's own finger. Uh, the green list is coming up next. Best championship games of all time. And Dan Orlovsky breaking down quarterbacks right after that, right here, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. My name is Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Tons of football conversation today. Dan Orlovsky will join me to continue that in about 15 minutes. Masters week, awesome. But I, I opened the show by saying I'm much more into the championship game tonight than I expected myself to be. And I think... Saturday night is the reason for that. This moment. Seven seconds to go. Six seconds. Juzang in the paint. Fade away. No. Got his own rebound. Slithers to the rim and lays it in. Three seconds to go. We're tied at 90. Here comes Suggs. Long three for the win. Banks at home. Banks at home. Jalen Suggs. A deep banked three to Sten Gonzaga. One step closer to history. That's Westwood One's call. And, and, and it is those moments you sort of need sometimes to get a little juice. And then what you wind up with is the smoke clears and you say, wait a minute, we have the two best teams in the country playing tonight. Like it's been a weird tournament because it's been a weird year. Maybe in some ways it hasn't been that weird of a tournament. We had two ones, a two, and, and a Cinderella, but the Cinderella was UCLA. It's not like it was something completely off the board. And if you watched UCLA play Saturday night, you did think to yourself that they didn't look overmatched in any way, and particularly guys like Juzang. They didn't look in any way like they didn't belong on the floor with whoever the best players in the country are. So in some ways, it was kind of a normal tournament, and it ends up tonight with, with the, bet, the exact game you would have wanted. You can't ask for better than Baylor and Gonzaga, especially the way Baylor was a buzzsaw. Did you watch that game against Houston on Saturday night? Oh, my goodness, they worked them. So, pretty good. Jalen Suggs' shot has a lot to do with it, and pretty good. We get ourselves a very interesting championship game tonight, and that brings us to the list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, and so today's Green List um, is going to be the top five college championship games of this century. Nuno and I sat down, we talked about it. I don't want to go back all the way. I don't want people telling me, Greeny, you forgot about the 1941 title game between Notre Dame and Michigan State. I'm not interested in that. So we're keeping it to the modern era. In this century, football and basketball are combined. What are the top five national championship games? Here's hoping that tonight crashes the party. Number five. Number five will always be remembered for this call. Fourth and three. Ohio State at Miami's five here in overtime. They come Step the blitz. Prenzel. Blitz coming. Throws right corner of the end zone. And oh. batted away from Gamble. And the game is over. Flag! There's a flag! Wow, well, that can't wait. It's a flag! A penalty flag dropped is Glenn Sharp. There's the a flag! The quarterback had covered... <laughs> Chris Gamble in the right corner of the end zone. He got mugged, and they were right there. That'll be first down on the one-yard line. Wow. (laughs) I think there was a flag. Oh, that's a great call. WBNS, Ohio State's radio network, 2003. January 3rd, 2003, Ohio State 
beating Miami 31-24 in double overtime to win the BCS championship game. Miami looked like they would never lose a game ever. They had won 34 straight. They were 11.5-point favorites. And that somewhat controversial interference call leads to Ohio State getting the win. That is number five. Number four. Four will always be remembered for this. Colbert, 4-3 at the tie. He got it. He got it. 2.1 to play. Dozier off the inbound. The half-court heave. It is no good. And we're going to overtime. Overtime for Kansas and Memphis, thanks to Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers! And Kansas winds up winning at 75-68. What you will always remember in that game was Memphis missing foul shots. That was all the, 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 the big knock on Calipari teams forever is they miss foul shots, and they miss foul shots, and it cost them a national championship that year. Kansas, behind Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers! Winds up tying it there and winning it in the overtime. That's number four. Number three. Number three is actually two games we put them together. Because in the span of 363 days, between January 11th of 2016 and January 9th of 2017, Alabama and Clemson met for the college football championship in back-to-back years, and both games were unbelievable. Bama wins the first one 45-40. Nate Saban calls an onside kick in the fourth quarter. They also run a kickback for a touchdown. They wind up holding on to win 45-40. The following year, Hunter Renfro catches a two-yard pass with one second left to win the game for Clemson. They win 35-31. Here's the touchdown pass to Renfro. Watson rolls to the right. Watson throws for a touchdown! In the right flat, Hunter Renfro scores with one second to go for the Clemson Tigers. One second to go, 34-31 Clemson. So again, they would wind up winning at 35-31. So in back-to-back years, those two teams meet for the championship in consecutive seasons. If you add up the final scores, they're separated by one point. They both come down to basically the final play. And oh, by the way... Deshaun Watson was the best player on the field in both of those games. He threw for 898 yards in the two games combined. Number two. Number two is basketball. Rebound to Ryan Archidiakono at half court with three seconds. Ryan Archidiakono flips to Jenkins. Three for the win. It's good. It's good. Jenkins hits the three to win the national championship. The unbelievable finish. Marcus Page tied it with a double clutch three with five seconds left. And then Chris Jenkins knocks down that shot to win it at the buzzer for Villanova. An unforgettable moment and an unforgettable final. So you're saying, Greeny, how could anything be better than all of those? The answer is there is one. And I will tell you what it is next. Dan Orlovsky will join me and we will give you the number one college championship game of this century coming up next here after this word from HelloFresh. You know, I bet we all miss a true real break. Not just endless downtime, I mean a break that feels earned, a shortcut you give yourself that makes your life truly easier without sacrificing the end result. That is how you will feel with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets you skip the grocery store, the crowds, the traffic, the hassle without sacrificing delicious meals. With more than 25 chef-created recipes to pick from every week, you'll never run out of meals to try. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12 and use Greeny12 as the code. You will get 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's code Greeny12 at HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. Number one next, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around 
different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you. Coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan Orlovsky joining me here on the Goodyear Hotline. And you know what? I'll just I'll bring him in to start it. So Dan, I'm going to let you try and you're going to, I'm going to let you judge my list. You know I do this green list every single day where I pick the top five, yeah. this, that, or the other. So with the college basketball championship game tonight, we picked the top five championship games, football and basketball, of this century. So just going back to 2000. So at number five, I put the game Ohio State over Miami that that has the controversial pass interference where Ohio yep. State beats Miami uh, to snap their win streak. Four was Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers! And Kansas beating Memphis in overtime to win the basketball championship. At number three, I put a tie. The two Alabama-Clemson games in back-to-back seasons combined between the two of them in which Deshaun Watson threw for a combined 898 yards, and they both come down to the final play. Number two was Villanova with the miracle last shot, the unbelievable last shot by Chris Jenkins. And I made everybody wait for number one. So you will find out, as everyone else does, number one. that number one is a game I think a lot of people consider to be the best football game they ever watched. The BCS Championship game, January 2006. Three wide receiver. Young from the shotgun. Back to throw. Vince looks. Under pressure. He'll tuck it in and run. Vince to the five. Young. Touchdown, Texas. Touchdown, Vince Young. He's done it again. The Longhorn Network, Danny, that is Vince Young, who threw for 267 yards, ran for two more, scored three touchdowns, including that the game winner with 19 seconds to play. As Texas beats USC 41-38, that game had 1,100 yards of total offense that had Reggie Bush, that had Matt Leinart, that had Vince Young and so many other stars, and that is the number one championship game of this century. What do you think? I love the list. Um, the Ohio State Miami one. I, I love that you got that in, that in there. Vy, I remember that game. It's probably one of the greatest games ever. 
I'm going to throw three more at you that could be in the conversation as yeah. well just because I'm selfish. Um, can we throw the Tua game-winning national championship throw oh. as a true freshman in there? Yes. Like that throw in that moment, stepping into the scene. Um, I think that one could be in, in it. Over- Nuno, I mean, how did we not put that in that, that one? Oh, that might have been an oversight. Well, stand by. We never admit mistakes on this program. We are very so, – so I'd like to say for the sake of discussion, Dan, that we considered that and Nuno talked me out of it. Go ahead. What's the next wow. one? Can't believe it, Nuno. Um, what, what about a little bit local bias here, maybe personal bias? The Ray Allen kind of triple clutch runner for the Big East Championship against um, Georgetown with uh, Allen Iverson. I know it's not a natty, but the Big East winning the Big East was like winning the natty back then. Okay, so, that's also before uh, 2000. But go ahead. It, it doesn't meet it? any of the requirements for the list. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's a long time ago. And then yeah. the only one I could think of this might be before 2000 as well. Um, the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees in the World Series. That lefty got that game-winning hit off Mariano Rivera. Yes. That never happened. Luis Gonzalez. That's another one that doesn't meet the criteria for the ah. list because it's only college championships. But, Dan, I appreciate you playing along, as always. Oh, Great job, Dan. <laughs> Orlovsky with me here on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. All right, let, let's get down to business. Let, let's get to the stuff I really wanted to talk to you about. I went on a rant at the beginning of the show today. And it came from stuff we were talking about on TV. And yeah. that is, I said, I said, I will tell you right now which quarterback in this draft is going to be a success and which one is going to be a bust. And I said, the one who's going to be a success is the one who winds up in a place where they, util- they play to his strengths. They utilize the things yeah. he does well. They de-emphasize the things he doesn't do well. And they surround him with good coaching and good, and good teammates. And the guy who's yeah. going to be a bust is the place where they don't do that. And I use Josh Allen and Sam Darnold as the examples. But I'd like you to pick up that ball and run with it because you can do it even way better than I could. Yeah, I think so often, like, we, we look at the quarterback position and we just very much so put it in a vacuum, right? And we say, well, if you look at some of the young quarterbacks in the NFL, we're like, man, Lamar Jackson is so good and Josh Allen is so good and Patrick Mahomes is so good and Baker. And, yes, those players are phenomenal players. But there's also a reason why they're having such individual – and team success this early on. And I constantly say that is, you know, find me the last quarterback that was drafted really early that had both individual and team success because that's what the ultimate goal is. And a lot of times when a quarterback is drafted early, we know that they're going to bad football teams. We also know that they're going to teams that, for some reason, are in this recycle process of coaches or they're firing another general manager. And there's very much so a lack of continuity, a lack of, development a lack of patience a lack of discipline and I think that you know for these young quarterbacks I I said this last week Greeny I think four quarterbacks in this draft have the chance to be really good have the chance to be like that 2004 draft class with Ben Phillip and Eli the thing that those three guys had was confidence in the people that were around them comfort in what they were doing and who they were doing that with and competency within their organizations. And that's going to be the interesting thing. Watching these quarterbacks that are going to get drafted in the top 10, top 15 is what teams and organizations display those three things to allow these guys to go be what they should. Did I just hear you correctly? Did you say you think four of them have that? I think four of them have that. I think the one guy that I just, Trey Lance um, is so intriguing, Greeny. But we here's a young man that is a true freshman 
through like 17 passes a game. I've seen Justin Fields have to go be the guy that when everything else stinks, he's got to go play games and play well for them to win. I've seen Mac Jones have to do that. I've seen Trevor Lawrence have to do it. And I've seen Zach Wilson have to do it. Hey, your defense just gave up 40. You got score 41. I never saw that with Trey Lance. I haven't seen it in college. And so it's hard for me to sit here and, and I, I'm drafting traits. I'm drafting talent and projection. There's no doubt about it. But I've never seen him have to, like, carry the football team, so to speak, in college. And when you're drafting him that early, you're expecting him to do it in the NFL. And that's why I can't sit here and say, like, yep, I'm very confident that that guy's got, that, that guy's got really the ability to go be a great player. I got you. But I want to make sure that it's clear what you're saying. You're not saying you, you know he can't. You're saying you just don't know if he can or not. There's a bigger Correct. question yeah. mark. Yeah, I just want to make Correct. it clear because people will, you know what they'll say. They'll say, Orlovsky says Trey Lance yeah. is the one guy who's going to be a bust. To be clear, you're just saying you haven't seen it. You've seen it in the other four guys. Correct. And, I, and because of that, I have confidence that the other four guys can go do it. I just don't have confidence that Trey Lance will because I just haven't seen it. Like Greeny and Dan Orlovsky, I, that, that, so that's good. So, okay, now let's get down to the rest of this. What if I told you, Dan Orlovsky, that I think San Francisco is going to take Trey Lance? I, I know all of our reporters say otherwise, and I know that Mac Jones is is like a clone of Kirk Cousins and, and Matt yeah. Ryan, with whom Kyle Shanahan has had all this success. Yeah. But there's just a part of me that thinks that, that, that a guy like Shanahan is going to want to expand that, is going to want to use the, the, the dynamic physical abilities of another quarterback. Maybe it's Fields, uh, but, but I'm guessing Lance, just because everyone seems to be suggesting that Fields has fallen behind him in the evaluation of most people. I'm not sure I understand why, but it seems to be happening. So one yeah. way or another, what if I told you I think that San Francisco, despite what everyone else is telling us, is going to take Lance? No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, since they made that trade, I have said, I think it's Mac Jones, and there's a part of me that thinks that they're intrigued by Trey Lance. And it's kind of this, you know, like this kind of tug of war of who's going to win out because I don't think that that the organization and the head coach are totally in lockstep. I think just knowing Kyle, Kyle probably very much so is intrigued by Mac Jones and likes Mac Jones. And I do think that the organization is sitting there going, well, this Trey Lance kid, you know, he, he, his style of play matches a lot of, I mean, he's got Matt Ryan in his game. He's just way more athletic and powerful. He's got Kirk Cousins in his game. He's just way more athletic and powerful. And so I think that's like, you know, they're very much so in that process of figuring out which guy they want to zero in on. I, the, the question for me when it comes to San Francisco is this. Because if they take Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones takes the first snap on the first day of training camp for mm-hmm. them, and he's their starting quarterback. I don't think that is the case for uh, for Trey Lance. And the risk that San Francisco would run is this, Greeny. Going with Trey Lance, because I would assume you take Trey Lance, someone's going to tra- take Jimmy Garoppolo off your hands. Well, Trey Lance is your starting quarterback. Well, what happens if he does go through some rookie struggles, right? You're looking at you know, Kyle Shanahan, I think, would have then three out of the last four years as losing seasons, four years into that six-year deal with him and John Lynch. Is that risky? You know, like, is that, there, there's a risk going, okay, you know, three out of four years, you're losing, again, with a rookie struggling quarterback would be losing seasons. There's some calculated risk tied to that. 
I understand that, but that's why further, in my scenario, they don't trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They keep Garoppolo. To me, I, I, I said you're going to get a tell. If they trade Garoppolo, they're taking Jones. If they right. don't trade Garoppolo, they're taking right. Lance. What do you think? No, and that makes a ton of sense. Um, my, the only concern I have with that is, you know, we're watching player power, right? What happens if they take Trey Lance and Jimmy's like, nope, I want out. I want, I want gone now. Mm-hmm. And then how do they – like? How are they prepared to handle that situation? Because we know that there are going to be teams that want a quarterback in the draft that don't get them. You know, and so there's all those dynamics that are going to come into play. Now, if they take Trey Lance, I think the smart thing, the hopeful thing for them, would they be have Jimmy G taking that opening day start? But what happens if Jimmy G is they he pulls a a Carson Wentz type of situation and goes, no, trade me now? Well. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't do it, and, and we'll see. Yes, your point is obviously well taken. If, if Garoppolo makes that into a huge problem, that changes the dynamic. But at the end of the day, he knows they're drafting a quarterback, regardless of which one it is. He knows they right. traded up to three. So if he wants to do that, I assume he'll do it before the draft. N- nothing that happens in the draft at this point is going to surprise him. So that's my point. If he makes it clear he wants no part of this and they trade him before the draft, then maybe then I think they'll take Mac Jones for exactly the reason you just gave. Let me go to the next thing, Agrini and Orlovsky. And, and that is Zach Wilson, who everyone anticipates is going to be the second pick in the draft to the Jets. Doesn't matter what you think. Doesn't matter what I think. That, sure. that, I believe that's what they're going to do. The Carolina Panthers are picking eight. Everyone knows they want a quarterback. If Matt Rule calls up um, Joe Douglas, the general manager of the Jets, this week and says, we'll give you the eighth pick and two ones and whatever else for that pick right now. Do you, if you are the Jets, do you do it? Um, I, I, I get three. I get a, a third one. Okay. If, if you the get the package, pick. whatever the package is, I guess what I'm saying is, yes. to me, that's a better yes. deal than San Francisco because the Jets could go down to eight and they would still get one of the great players. If you do the math... If all these quarterbacks go, one of these outstanding offensive players, whether you like Kyle Pitts or you like Jamar Chase or you like Devontae Smith or you like Penae Sewell, one of them is going to be there still at eight. The Jets could have their cake and eat it too. Absolutely, I do that. And I feel great about it, Greeny. And I, li, 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 here's kind of one of the main points about this is – if people really were looking at the Jets, and their Jets fans are probably you, one of them, are really the Jets roster is bad. It's a bad roster, and it is going to take time to rebuild that. You take Zach Wilson, and while over the next two or three years, you're spending time building that roster. You're still going. You could be in the very same place that you are right now with Sam Darnold in regards to Zach Wilson. Having this quarterback, you're like, oh, you know, I thought he was going to be a lot better than he is, but the roster just wasn't good enough to support him, and we're still in that unknown situation where is Zach Wilson going to be allowed to go play as good as he – because this goes back to the Patrick Mahomes point. Patrick Mahomes went to the Chiefs when they traded up for him because they were a playoff-caliber roster to one of the best offensive minds in football to a healthy roster and behind a really veteran quarterback. Zach Wilson's getting zero of that. So to ask him to go become the next Patrick Mahomes type of player, he's missing very important variables in that. And that, for me, is a big question mark attached to, well, we're just going to take Zach Wilson because he reminds us of Patrick Mahomes. 
Exactly. And, and, you know, Dominique made a good point of that this morning when he said the, the, the ghost of Mahomes hovers over the entire NFL draft. Everyone is trying to figure out how they can get the next Patrick Mahomes. And what they're missing is that Patrick Mahomes isn't Patrick Mahomes because he can make these dynamic off-platform throws and all this magical stuff that he does. Yes, those are spectacular. But that team wins, and he is great because he has great coaching. He has great talent around him. He came into the perfect storm of circumstances and was the right guy for it. Put that around a young quarterback, and that's how you win, not because he can throw the ball with his left hand. Right. And then if you have that young quarterback that's special, that's great, well, that's when you go, you, you, you start making the beginnings of a dynasty. That's when you go to the AFC title game and then back-to-back Super Bowls. That's when you like, okay, we've struck. But either way, the Jets can't sit there and go, well, you know what, it's, we're just going to take Zach because he makes off-platform throws, and that's the best thing for us. If the, if the Carolina Panthers are going to offer you the eighth pick and then three more first-round picks over the next two or three years, that is such a good situation for Joe Douglas to go, you know what, Sam Darnold, I believe in him, and this is the best way for us to rebuild our roster. And here's the thing, Greeny, in two or three years, when you hit on 60% of those first and second round picks as Joe Douglas, your roster is going to be so much healthy, healthier, that if you still don't, if, if Sam Darnold ends up to be not be good, well, then you've got a team that you can go be the team to go make a move to quarterback and take a young player and allow him to develop. I agree with that completely, and it's clearly not what they're going to do. They would have traded with San Francisco, but that's obviously not what they're doing. One last thing, Greeny and Orlowski, if you have one more second, because I've never had the chance to ask you this. You told me in a meeting once, Dan is one of my absolute favorites and best on Get Up all the time, and you told me in a meeting once, Greeny, Trevor Lawrence is better than people are saying. And, yeah. you know, the, the, we never talk about him because it's just been a, a done deal forever that he's going to be the first pick in this draft. But I got 90 yeah. seconds for you here. Why is Trevor Lawrence even better than people are saying? Because we look at Clemson incorrectly. We think Clemson is just producing all these high-end NFL talent players and that Trevor Lawrence has played with so much talent. Trevor Lawrence is going to go to his three years of Clemson and likely not have a single snap with a first-round offensive draft pick in the NFL. Travis Etienne probably going to be a second-rounder. That, one, speaks to how good he is because of their team success. Number two, Trevor Lawrence ran such a kind of basic college RPO-based offense that he's never allowed his talent to – he's never been asked to allow his talent to go and take over and flourish. And he's got such a smart mind that when you put him in a system, drop back and play action game that does have those NFL passing concepts, you're going to see how good he is. The third thing is he is so fundamentally obsessed in a good way where he's constantly doing everything he can to get his body in position and make throws. And he does a great job of it. I'm actually excited to allow Jack, have Jacksonville allow him to play a little bit free and to play a little bit kind of recess style because he's such a remarkable athlete getting that out of him you're going to see him make some of those throws that we rave about with Patrick and and Zach and Aaron Rodgers because they're going to allow him to do it in the NFL that's going to be really interesting to watch again it's such a foregone conclusion 
that he goes number one, that he's never really a part of any of these conversations, but he'll get his chance to show us all. All right, Danny, text me later about golf this week, will you? I'm waiting on you. Sounds good, brother. All right. See you later. Dan Orlovsky with me here, who is a regular golf partner of mine and uh, hits it a ton, by the way, and is is one of the – I I judge people by how excited they are for the Masters this week, and he's excited for – we we, the two of us, we we may play golf this week. It won't be Thursday or Friday. (laughs) It will not be. I will play first thing Saturday and first thing Sunday so that I am home in time to watch. This is an event that you do not miss. Greeny with you here. Time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good. But cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off homer in the ninth, good. Or maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Again, Gonzaga's a four-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. I've got Baylor for the upset, the straight-up win. Hashtag KOD. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Which means you probably should run out and put everything you have on Gonzaga. Enjoy it. I'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.